Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Around here, 
He'd hate for one of them to see them and the rumour mill to start churning. Luckily, Lind seemed to think that too, and instead of pulling him closer, walked straight past him towards the train station. The horses have already been loaded. The train leaves in about 45 minutes, but boarding has already started if we wanted to go straight there. Thanks. My parents got some new clothes for me, he responded with a smile, keeping pace with Lynn easily. And we can board now. I haven't been on the train for a while, actually. Lynn looked over to the side at him, and Caelan could see now his eyes were slightly puffy. Whether from tiredness or crying, he wasn't quite sure. Well, I got us a queen-size cabin in first class, he continued, obviously oblivious to the fact Caelan had picked up on it. They're amazing. I'm usually in there on my own, though, so it will be fun to share it with someone else. Caelan nodded, trying to ignore the obvious upset in his eyes. Pointing it out wouldn't be any good for anyone. Did you find your book yesterday, by the way? He asked as they walked up to the station, easily getting in line to board. Well, this morning, but yes, I went along as soon as they opened. He reached into his bag, pulling out an old tattered book that was written in a language Caelan had almost no hope of translating. I have no idea what that says, he chuckled, and Lynn looked surprised for a second before putting it back safely in his bag. Oh, well, it's a book on sorcerers. It's in Abyssal. I guess that's why you can't read it. But it's very interesting, he responded, smiling back at Caelan as he did. He didn't know quite how to feel about just how damn intelligent this guy was. People rarely just casually said they were fluid in abyssal like it was the easiest thing in the world. Oh, a book for work. Do you ever get to read for pleasure? He asked, pausing near the front of the queue for Lynn to retrieve the tickets. Lynn got them out quickly, showing them to the guard with a smile before standing aside to let Caelan on first. He'd never been in first class before, but he figured he would be able to get the hang of it rather quickly. It's actually for personal research, Lynn explained, following behind Caelan carefully and definitely at a closer distance than just colleagues or friends would stand. I do read for pleasure, sometimes. Although I find reading non-fiction books just as pleasurable as fiction ones. Anyone else, Caelan would have called boring. He nearly called Lynn boring, albeit more jokily, apart from they'd just reached the door to the room that they'd be staying in for the night. The room was... big. Well, big was an understatement. It was much bigger than any of the rooms he'd stayed in on the train before, and, if he was being honest, bigger than a lot of the rooms he'd stayed in in inns around the country. The floor was covered in a plush red carpet, with the same deep red reaching up onto the walls, only to be broken apart by gold. The bed was huge, too, 
a four-poster affair that looked plenty large enough to sleep at least four people in, let alone two. It felt rather mean to insult the person who had bought in a room like this. I... I hope it's okay, Lint asked, closing the door behind them as he stepped inside. It was too short notice to get most of the better rooms on the train. Kaylin decided that that didn't really require a response. Lynn didn't end up waking him up until the next afternoon, which Kaylin supposed was nice of him. Even then, it was by turning on the shower, and even though the room was soundproof to the outside of the train, it didn't appear to be soundproofed fully on the inside. He rolled to the side of the bed, swinging his feet off the side before padding over to a magical tablet on the wall and ordering lunch. He didn't know if Lynn had eaten, but it didn't look like there were any empty plates around, so he ordered him some too. Of course... Lynn could have easily sent them back, but Kaylin figured it was polite for him to get some and save the leftovers rather than leave him hungry. The food got there before Lynn had finished, but Kaylin wasn't at all surprised. Lynn took such a long time in the shower with all that hair to take care of, added to the fact he had definitely been complaining the last few days that he hadn't had a proper shower. He guessed there wasn't one in the inn in Eastbourne, and the one he'd taken in Winterdrift obviously hadn't tidied him over as well as it had Caelan. He laid the food out on one of the levitating tables, before sitting back up in bed and bringing it back over to him. He could have been in this room for months and not gotten used to the luxury in it, let alone getting used to it in only three days. Despite how hard he really did try not to pick at the food in front of him, he couldn't help it. Lynn was just taking too long, and he found if he ate just one or two of the smaller mouthfuls, it really wasn't that obvious. He didn't want to accidentally offend the man, not at all, but he was getting hungrier by the minute and the smell of food in front of him wasn't helping. Lynn finally left the shower what must have been half an hour later and instantly looked surprised to see Caelan was even awake. He had a towel slung low around his hips and his hair was already dry and hanging loose and kind of frizzy around his head. It was certainly a look and not one that Caelan could say he disliked. Oh, um, sorry. I didn't mean to wake you up he murmured, before coming to sit down on the side of the bed. It was almost too big for Caelan to lean over and stroke some of the hair around his face. <laughs> you managed to dry your hair? He asked with a giggle, pushing the table over so Lynn could grab some food too. I did! Lynn giggled, slightly more excited than Caelan would ever have thought someone could be about getting dry hair if he hadn't watched the man walk around with his hair still damp in his braid for the last few days they'd been together. They had, like, this, um, this little magic thing, and you held it up to your hair and it dried it. Slowly, but it dried it. I've never seen one before. I need to get one for myself. The only problem is it makes my hair a little 
poofy, he chuckled, blowing some of the strands out of his face. Kalen couldn't help but chuckle a little, popping a smaller bun into his mouth and swallowing it before replying. Looks cute, though. And if you did hate it, you could always braid it up and it will get rid of it. Might even make the braids look nicer. Lynn smiled at that, a wide smile that made his ears flutter slightly. It was the first time that Kaelin had seen it happen from talking alone, and he tried to ignore that he was the reason why those ears were fluttering. They sat there for a while longer, finishing their food and just lazing around in bed. It wasn't like there was much they could do, trapped on a train like this anyway. Sure, there was entertainment, but... Kaelin had always found it more than a little tacky, and he was relieved that Lynn felt the same. It felt like a bad time to bring it up. Like, a really bad time. On the one hand, Lynn couldn't run away from the question. On the other, Kaelin couldn't escape either. You know... I talk a lot about my parents, and you never tell me about yours, he said thoughtfully, framing it as innocently as he could. Always better than saying, hey, I heard your entire family was murdered, what gives? Lynn, predictably, took it well, like he had taken every other question that had been asked of him. The two of them were still laid back in bed, Lynn's head lying on Kaelin's chest, and it made it easy for him to see any reaction if there had been one. No ticking down of the ears, no visible response at all, and it was enough to make Kaelin wonder whether that old gnome had been mistaken. Oh, well, what did you want to know? They're nowhere near as interesting as yours, he replied easily. There was no way someone would speak about their parents like that if they had been murdered, right? At the very least, it was something interesting about them. Okay, well, you said they're wizards. What type? He prompted a little, wanting to make it look like he was asking purely from actual interest and with no ulterior motive. He knew very little about wizards, but he did know there were different types at least. My father's a divination wizard. Okay, so he was speaking in the present tense. That was a clue. Either that or he was incredibly in denial. Kalen wasn't sure what was worse. He must have seen the look on his face because Lynn continued with his explanation. Whereas Kalen had actually been confused over something else, he would be the first to admit that he didn't have a single clue what a divination wizard was, either. They can... sort of predict the future, Lin continued, tapping his fingers idly on Kalen's chest as he thought. Any further around his side and he would have been squirming, but for now he supposed it was rather pleasant. Other things, too. His eyesight is better, and he can see into a few different planes. He knows every single language as well, as long as it's written down. 
It's kind of insane. Kaylin couldn't help but let out a breath. That really was something else, he supposed. He knew wizards could be powerful, but this was just crazy. He's where I get my height, too. Sort of. He's a little shorter than me, Link continued, and Kaylin wondered if he'd ever stop now he got going. And my eyes. Not the hair, though. My hair is kind of a mixture between his and my mom's, weirdly. Kaylin nodded, starting to stroke along Lynn's hair as he spoke about it, and watching as his ears fluttered faster at the attention. Now, she's a transmutation wizard, turning wood into gold and all that. She mostly uses it to change herself, though. Don't get me wrong, she's beautiful, but she does a lot of modelling work and just turns into whatever they want her to be. He shrugged a little, as if what he was saying was the most boring thing in the world. Kaelin supposed when he was younger, he thought his parents were the most boring thing in the world too. And if you took into account the lifespan of an elf, Lynn was much, much younger than he was. But she has super curly ginger hair, almost like ringlets. Bright blue eyes like yours too. She's half star elvish, sure, but she definitely took after the sun elvish side more. Not that she ever complains, her favourite place is lying out in the sun, Link continued, and Kaylin really didn't want to stop him. He seemed kind of happy. Tell me about yours, he suddenly asked, and Kaylin looked down to his wide eyes almost begging him to speak. I mean, I know your mom is a druid and an elf, and your dad's human, but what do they do? What do they like? Kaelin thought for a moment. It seemed weird to be doing this, with someone who was technically his employer. But it wasn't like it could hurt, right? Well, like you said, my mum's an elf. A moon elf. From the Bellator Forest. She moved to Eastbourne when she met my dad and got married. She's still... kinda adjusting to life in the city. But sometimes she gets restless and just flies around as an owl for a while. Sometimes she takes my dad, too. It was weird as a kid to come home from school to both your parents just chilling as birds in the kitchen. Kaelin giggled, leaning his head back and closing his eyes in order to think through what he was going to say a little clearer. She's, like, insanely powerful, too. But you wouldn't think it. She barely uses magic, and when she does, it's for the little things, like being an owl or getting from place to place. A bit like your mom, I suppose. He felt Lynn nod, but didn't see it from his relaxed position. He also felt the undeniable tapping of his ears against his skin. It was nice, in a way. Calming. My dad was a fighter proper old-fashioned sword and shield type. Insanely strong, but gods, he's the nicest guy I've ever met. People always assume because he's big he's going to be an asshole, but nah. Honestly, he's the best dad anyone could ever ask for. 
He's retired now, but he spends all of his time baking. He picked it up when Mom was pregnant with me, apparently, and now it's just a thing he does. He sells them, sometimes, when he can be bothered to take them to the market, and Mum sells things that she's made, but they're... comfortable. Just living out their retirement, I guess. Kaylin didn't want to think on how he was beginning to realise he could get used to this. This comfortable conversation where they learnt more and more about each other as the days went on. It truly was a terrifying thought 